episode 149. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. Well, thanks for being here to visit with us today. If you've been taking advantage of our Dharmic Evolution Community Facebook page, you're doing good. Congrats to you. Keep up the great posting you've been doing on there, letting the world know about what you're doing with your music career. I also want to give you guys a heads up about our brand new Joka YouTube channel that now carries the Dharmic Evolution show in full-blown glorious video. Please subscribe to our channel. Check out the cool episodes that are up on that channel right now. It's the James O'Connor Agency YouTube channel. We've been getting some amazing response about going to video. So uh, it's more leverage, um, more promotion. And so in addition to being a podcast that is now carried on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on the Dharmic Evolution website, we're now on video and being downloaded in 67 countries and counting. Well, today we're in Ithaca, New York, but we're on the road with this artist. She really hails from the music city, Nashville, Tennessee. It's a super achiever who has been on American Idol, done major TV appearances, toured all over Europe and the US, has her own record company, and is currently on the radio with her own music. She went to Boston College on a full scholarship for Division I basketball. Here she is giving new meaning to the phrase, stacking the cool. It's the music of Ayla Brown. You better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Are you a singer, songwriter, artist, or author? Are you in need of a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency is in the business of helping you broadcast your global career. If you are needing to expand your presence in a big way, such as having your music and your voice heard around the world, well, look no further. We have the platforms here to help you catapult your career like no one else can. Your artistry can be featured around the world on the James O'Connor Agency YouTube channel. Here at the James O'Connor Agency, we can expand your global career by being a featured guest on Dharmic Evolution for singer-songwriters and everyone in the entertainment industry. Or the James O'Connor Show, designed for authors, speakers, and thought leaders. Both shows are international radio, TV shows, and podcasts. Go to the jamesoconnoragency.com and find out what we can do for your global career right now. Ayla, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. We finally got this done. We battled the uh, the media munchkins, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me on. This is an awesome program. Thank you very much. You know, I was just i uh, I just got back from Nashville. I was down there recording the past week. So uh, as soon as I got home, I thought of you because I was going to reach out. But you know how it is when you're traveling and you got things on your plate, and just time oh, yeah. gets away. Because I do try to make time to uh, to meet personally with the people that come on this show it's it's very difficult because we're in 67 countries now and we've got artists all over the world but we have you here today and man I don't know where to start you've got such a career going and I gotta hand it to you your creative um your your creative business acumen is stellar it's just like the things you've done to um you know to carve out your career not only with your talent but 
figuring out ways to reach people in ways that other people probably have never even thought about. So I hope you'll be comfortable sharing some of that with us today with some of our other artists around the world who are out there struggling and trying to, you know, trying to figure out how to do this. So let's start at the beginning. How did you first get connected to music? Like what was the pull for you? Um, I mean, I just always loved it as a kid, but it really was Disney movies. I hate to say it. Like when I was a little girl and barely knowing what words meant, I heard, I heard music and you know, my, my mom and dad would always put on the Disney movies. And I mean, every story is just so relatable and they're all about family and love and there's music in every single one of them. Right. And so I just sang my little heart out from a young, young age and, um, I don't really know if I knew I was good. I just knew that I enjoyed it and it made me really happy. Right. Um, But then when I was a little older, I was 12 years old. I took singing lessons for a year, but I was kind of spreading myself really thin with sports because I was really, really into sports. And that was kind of like my first love playing basketball. Um, but right. I always had just enjoyed to enjoyed singing. Well, anyway, my mom and dad told me I had to choose between sports and, and music at the time because there just, there weren't enough hours in the day to complete everything that I wanted to do. Right. And so, um, I chose sports, but luckily when I, when I went to high school, I went to a private school and it was at the school that I was able to do everything. I was able to sing and do sports after school. So for the first time I was in a chorus group and I was in an acapella group and something called chamber choir where we sang like really, really old songs from 12th century BC in different languages. And it taught me all about harmonies and it was a really good lesson because for the first time I felt like I was able to do multiple things and kind of round myself in a different way where it wasn't all sports all the time. And, um, then when I was in high school, my senior year, I tried out for American Idol and that was really the first time that I was, um, performing in front of people besides my friends and family. Really? So, a, so you didn't yeah. do, you didn't have any stage or, or, or performance experience before American Idol? Whoa. Yeah. I know. I know. So for me, I consider my time on American Idol the true American dream because I look at someone like myself who truly had no singing or performing experience except on a very local small scale and here I am just a girl who uh, really enjoyed it it made my heart happy you know and other than that it was just a way to express myself and uh, little did I know not only that I would make it onto the show and place 13th on season five but it would be my career right now, some something that I could do to make a living. Right. And, um, you know, if you told myself that at 12 years old when I had to choose between sports and singing, I mean, I never would have thought I'd be here right now. Yeah. So when did the songwriter part come in? Like, when did you realize, like, like hey, I, I, I can get, get this whole thing by the, by, the, by the short hairs. You know, I can do so, this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't I didn't think I could do it because I was just an athlete and my brain was very programmed to be so serious all the time. So yeah. um I had a basketball scholarship at the age of fifteen. I was the the best basketball player in the state of Massachusetts for wow. many years. 
And so I committed to my dream school of Boston College at 15 years old. And that was one of the reasons why I decided to try out for American Idol because, you know, I knew where I was going to school. I thought it would be a fun way to end my senior year. And here I am competing on the show and uh, about to go to Boston College, you know, five, six months later to start my collegiate basketball career. Yeah. And um, that's exactly what happened when I got eliminated from the show. I still went and and played college basketball for four years. I, I majored in communications and got a degree. And then um, toward the end of my senior year, I went to Nashville for the first time. And someone had invited me down because they saw that I was, um, I was working with a really awesome charity called Songs of Love, where we write and personalize songs for kids with cancer or other illnesses, but mostly cancer. And someone had heard me and he remembered my time on American Idol and he said, wow, Ayla, for whatever reason, it sounds like there's so much country in your voice. And I know you don't sing country, but I'd love to invite you to Nashville for the first time if you want to check it out. And so I went down to Nashville and um, I booked a writing appointment and I wrote my first song when I was like, you know, 20, 21 years old. So I really have only been doing the songwriting thing for six or seven years. And thank goodness, because it has just opened up a totally different side of my brain. Um, I'm able to express myself in ways that I never really felt like I was able to while I was so serious about my, my collegiate basketball career. So I've kind of done a total 180. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what your parents fed you as a little girl. Cause boy, I tell you, you got the genes going on here, girl. I I just had a lot of energy, man. (laughs) I had a lot of energy. (laughs) Well, speaking of that energy, why don't we let some love in and find out what Ayla's all about. Here we go.
let love in on that one, girl. That was awesome. I love that song. And you are so country. You were so naturally country. Hey, I like, got to show you this. I just got these merchandise items because you said let love in. And yeah. I, got, I got beach towels made. Oh, nice. So I've, I sold them at my last gig for the first time. And um, as I told you off air, I'm, I'm visiting my sister up in upstate New York. And there's a really nice outdoor community pool. So I brought one of my towels with so me. So you're going to let love in later today. <laughs> That's right. A nice hot summer day. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk like we, you guys missed it on the break there. We were, Ayla and I were talking about gigging. And um, so share with us about your gigging situation and what you've been doing, you know, who you're playing with, where you've been touring and things like that. Sure. So it's funny when I was off of American Idol and when I had graduated from Boston College, I, I packed up my car. I moved all the way to Nashville, Tennessee. I didn't even know a single person who lived there, but I had that wonderful experience, you know, as I was finishing up my, my senior year of college. And I thought, you know what? I have a good feeling about Nashville. I don't know what's going to happen when I move down there. I know it's saturated with so many talented people, but I'm going to just do what I do best and work my butt off and almost outwork everyone I meet down there. Yeah. Because I know the talent is there. I mean, Nashville is filled with incredibly talented people, but a lot of those musicians don't have the athletic side to their brains where you've been competing your entire life for a a spot on a team or a scholarship or whatever it may be. So I moved down to Nashville. So if I may, just for a second, you, so you transmuted the, the superstar basketball lady into your tremendous business acumen. Correct. Yeah. Oh, I tried to in whatever way that meant. So of right. course, every, everyone's careers are differently. Some treat their music as purely art. You know, yeah. they do it for the love of what they do. Some people right. do it as a business. I've tried to combine both of them, but have a very heavy music business side to me because I know that, and this is just me, but I know that just singing for the love of it is not going to pay my bills. Okay. So I had to figure out a way to take on the industry of Nashville while also staying true to who I was. So I started my own record label, um, called ambient entertainment. And, um, I started my own LLC and I said to myself, you know what? I've been writing all these songs since moving down here. I want to release this independently, see what happens. And, um, I sold over 10,000 copies just at gigs of that first record. Um, uh, it got to be top 50 on the billboard charts in the Northeast part of the United States, because that's where my bread and butter is. I'm always up in the Northeast making money and doing gigs. And it showed me that I could do it without a label. Right. And, um, you have your own label. You don't need that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. The, the one thing I was missing, and I still am missing, has been funding, right? And the, the money aspect, because the art is there. I'm writing all the time. Right. So, how do I take what I've written, go into a studio, and pay for it? Well, my secret has been um, finding sponsors, finding corporate sponsors that want to get their brand out there. And for them, it's an advertising write-off, right? right. They, put, they put the logos on the back of my CDs that I release. And in return, I get to continue this dream of mine without having to 
pay the $25,000 it takes to record and release an album. So that's what I've been doing over the past few records. And I've just learned so much. But in terms of touring, it's kind of the same competitive nature. Without a booking agent, I... I call or email places on my own. Um, I always ask people if they have any ideas in mind. And uh, I just kind of go that way. But I've opened up for some of the biggest names from Josh Turner to Charlie Daniels, Leonard Skinner last week, and Phil Vassar about a dozen times. One of them is going to be um, in in a few days from now. And so I've just learned to take every opportunity and have cool merchandise items. And right, I make like the towel. Merchandise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and it's t-shirts. It's a, a cool thing. I got t-shirts. I have um, bottle opener sunglasses. They open up beer <laughs> bottles and they have they have my name on them. Oh, of that's course, cool. The music. I have vinyl records. I mean, really, I give anyone an opportunity if they've enjoyed my show, of course, to come over and purchase something from five dollars all the way up to twenty, and that's. Right as expensive as it gets as a $20 bill. Hey, Ayla, what do you think about Sony's um, um, commitment to the vinyl industry? They had a release about two or three weeks ago saying they're they're ramping up the presses, they're getting all the equipment out again, and they're committed (laughs) to vinyl. Like, we're going back to the 70s. I love it because it took... 60 business days to get 200 Let Love In vinyls printed. And you don't realize how long 60 days is until yeah. you're sitting there waiting for them. Oh, so you had orders for it already. I had, yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, so I, I pretty much like every show I go to, and it's funny, it depends on the venue and it depends on the demographic, but I always try and buy a vinyl off of an artist instead of a CD. Now at my shows, it's so hit or miss with vinyl, right? Yeah. Like, some kids don't even know what it is. Right, right. <laughs> and then some old, like older, older people, they're like, man, I wish we hadn't thrown out our vinyl player. I didn't realize they were coming back. Yeah. But if you go people my age, you know, in the mid to late 20s, early 30s, right. they like are all into the vinyls again. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. I love it because um, I've talked about this on the show so many times in asking people and artists about how they felt about it. And you know, is it coming back? Are you pressing vinyl? And little by little, I could see the thing turning. But so Sony totally surprised me by committing to this. And I just love the social aspect of it because um, when I was growing up in the 70s and our thing was, wow, a new, new album came out. You took the whole night or sometimes the weekend and you brought out all this great artwork and you, you yeah. looked at the liner notes and you played it over and over and yeah. you know it's like yeah put side two on again what is side I two know. what is that right oh my gosh I know I have some in the car if I wasn't live with you I'd go grab one but yeah it's it's really cool and some people think they're calendars because yeah. it's pretty much the same shape <laughs> yeah right and you know I'm very tall like I said I played basketball I'm six feet tall and when I have a nice face of makeup and curled hair people think I'm like Miss Massachusetts or Miss New Hampshire or whatever it is wherever right. I'm traveling sometimes. Right. And they think they think it's a calendar of like, you know, beauty <laughs> pictures or something. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's just a vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> hey, what's your best selling um, product of, of all your merch, uh, CDs aside and, and music aside, but like all the, all the things you, you create, your brands and everything, what sells the best just for you? T-shirts. T-shirts, yeah. I, that that yeah. seems to be everybody's go-to. Hey, how about we play Mr. Right? I think it's time for that. 
Oh my gosh, go. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you the backstory on that when we come back though. Okay, let's play okay. it now. Mr. Wright, here we go. Through the palm trees In his arms almost all night It was like a movie scene The two of us together Should have felt better Thought there was something wrong with me Cause when he kissed me Something was missing Mr. Right, there's got to be a great story in that one. <laughs> Come on, Ayla, give it up, girl. What's going so, on with that one? It's funny because I feel like the whole Let Love In album as a whole, it's 13 songs. 
I feel like it's been my journey of love and heartbreak. And at the end of the day, like it's a love album, whatever that means to anyone, there's something relatable, um, whatever you've gone through in a relationship. But Mr. Right, I sent you that one because not many people have, have heard it. Like that's not usually a song I send out, Right. but it's so visual with imagery and truth to it. So I figured I would let you guys listen to it. But I went on a vacation with a guy that I was dating and he had everything going for him. I mean, he was truly the perfect guy. Right. And I was on this vacation with him. And all of a sudden I had this like feeling in the pit of my stomach that even though he was super perfect, he wasn't the right one. He wasn't the one that I was going to like maybe marry or be with long term. Right. And soon after that vacation, um, you know, I, I broke his heart in a way and it was really hard because there really wasn't a reason for it. Right. right. I mean, a logical one, but there was something like emotionally inside that I wasn't connecting with. And it was very hard to explain to yeah. someone while hurting them. And so I tried to just write a song about it because sometimes as artists and writers, the best way to like get it all out is to just try and put it in a, a song. Yeah. And so that's what I did with that one. Wow. It is very cathartic. It, it, it heals a lot of things too, you know, it just helps you get past so many hurts and angst. Absolutely. Yeah. Gosh, so, you have no idea. So Mr. Wright, woo, that's, yeah. that's wild. <laughs> yeah, what a wild story. <laughs> Ayla has done so much in her short career. This could be a 10-part interview, but we're going to get as much as we can done in 60 minutes. Right back to Ayla after these words. You know, in today's world, most people are struggling with something. It may be someone in your life who has a serious illness, a family member who has been incarcerated, death of a loved one, job loss, or one of the many, many challenges we find ourselves immersed in. There is good news, however, and I'm here to tell you about Christine Mercy, spiritual teacher, seminary professor, and songwriter. Christine Mercy, who loves and deeply cares for all people, regardless of race, age, or creed. Dr. Mercy has a powerful ministry called Mercy Worldwide Ministries. This ministry cares for the sick and the dying and the disabled. If you have a need for prayer or perhaps a project that requires support, reach out today at mercyworldwideministries.com. Let's face it, we all need a trusted mother figure to give us a hand up from time to time. Reach out to mercyworldwideministries.com today and check out the programs and resources available to you. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. So let me just let me just share a couple of things about you know, and I do love the fact that you do full length albums. I'm a big fan of that. I always write like a full album. I don't like to do you know EPs and stuff like that. And I know that's you know a, a path, and it's certainly a, a legitimate one and a good one for most people. But I assume you're um, you know you're uh, you're quite the um, you know you've got the content to do this. You know you're quite prolific. Honestly, uh, you know. I would love to do full albums every time. I'm trying to adjust with the new wave of listeners. And right. um, it's really difficult for me because I do feel as though every song is special and it should be heard. But people yeah. only have the patience to listen to one at a time. Right. 
And so I'm going to be releasing another single. I, I just did um, a song called Take Your Name, where I released it on Valentine's Day. And it's, a, it's truly a love song about falling in love with someone and wanting to snatch up their last name and marry them and stuff. But, um, you know, I'm going to release another song. But truthfully, in my heart, I want to do a whole album. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm trying to just adjust with the times and do the whole, like, you know, what everyone else is doing. Right. And it's very expensive to record all these songs. It sure at is. Once. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm just, as an independent artist, I'm, I'm doing what I can and I'm still super happy doing it. And I know that it's just like a little dose here and there for, for the fans and the listeners and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll see how the next goes it's going to be called label so awesome well one of the i think one of the advantages is if you do have that prolific streak in you um it is cool to do a full album because you let them out one at a time and not only that you keep the interest in the album going for a long time meanwhile you're writing a new album but um but I think I think it helps people to say, "Wow, I didn't connect on the first three, but man, this last one." And then mm. from a writer's perspective, it's like you don't know which one is going to be the real golden nugget. And as you get deeper into the album, it's like, "Wow, you know, the process is getting better, the songs are getting better, you know, and you're digging deeper, you know, which is is kind of cool." Yeah, and it's yeah. funny because you want to dig so deep. And, and show this side of an emotion. But at the end of the day, people are really simple. Their, their ears are very simple. And right. so they want to just hear what feels good sometimes, right. not necessarily what the lyrics are. Right. And so a lot of it comes down to production quality and um, how catchy it is too. So yeah. it's, it's kind of funny when you're trying to make everyone happy, but at the end of the day, you know, it really comes down to personal happiness, if you yeah. ask me. Well, yeah. that's the thing. You're the one up on the stage singing that every night. So it's kind of a match of, I got to be able to sing this for the next 30 years or whatever, you know? And I got <laughs> to like, so. like singing it, you know, or I'm, I'm in trouble if I don't like yeah. my own thing. Hey, let me right. share a little bit, Ailit, about some of the things you've done. I'm not going to do everything here, but... Um, you know, in May 2015, you released a, a full-length 13-song album titled Let Love In. The album was sponsored by um, a popular restaurant chain, Texas Roadhouse. Kudos to you on this. Currently, two of your songs, Let Love In and Matches and Gasoline, are in rotation in every Texas Roadhouse jukebox throughout the whole country. And uh, also, your first single, Let Love In, is played on numerous radio stations in the northeast part of the United States. So I just want to commend you on that really, really bright and brilliant um, marketing concept to, to go after um, sponsorships like that. I think that's just awesome. And um, what a great path to allow you to continue to flourish as an artist. I think that's just really amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the only way I've been able to do it because, you know, the money I make, I'm either reinvesting in my career or I'm paying my bills. <laughs> right. They have to get paid, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm feeding myself. So right. it's like, yeah, you have to you eat know. too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so finding the corporate sponsors has been a blessing. Yeah, that's amazing. And uh, I want to just share also that you performed to a national TV audience on Fox and Friends and the Huckabee Show, performed the national anthem with the Boston Pops on July 4th to an audience of more than 1 million people, sang the national anthem and God Bless America live on ESPN at the 2013 Orange Bowl, was the NBA Philadelphia 76ers national anthem singer for two years 
and has performed overseas five times to American troops in Afghanistan, Kyrgyzstan, Spain, Italy, Greece, Turkey, Egypt, Kosovo, Germany, England, the Netherlands, and Belgium. You do get around, girl. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so do you like touring? you like the road? I love the road. I yeah. love exploring. And um, going overseas is such a treat for me because normally I wouldn't be doing a tour over there just with myself, you know, because no one knows who I am in those types of places. However, right. when I'm performing for the troops, it's a lot of fun. And yeah. it's something I, I truly enjoy because it enables me to do what I love, but also I'm able to like try different foods and visit places and go to the bases and learn what they're doing and what their missions are. Yeah. So I've been to 13 countries. You listed almost all of them. And right. every single one has been totally different in very special ways. I love it. Awesome. I think it's time to play Matches in Gasoline. Let's check this out. time you say goodbye I swear that it's the last time I lock my door ignore your calls and push you out of my mind but somehow you always know when I say that I don't want it I'm just blowing smoke your mind So it's not really in the end of the day When you touch me, I start now 
Okay, so great title and great song. And that was a co-write, you said, huh? Yeah, three-way co-write in Nashville um, with two incredible songwriters, Phil Barton and Emily Shackleton, who have had numerous hits with multiple artists on TV shows, on records. It was an honor being in the room with them that day because we had written that song from scratch. Like no one really came in with the title or idea. Right, right. And then Emily came in and she was like, hold on, I have this piano thing I was wrestling with. And it was the dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and we're like, oh my gosh, that sounds great. What does this mean? And Matches and Gasoline came out of it. So wow, it great cool. song, great song. And by the way, happy belated birthday. Thank you. The 28th? Oh, yep, July 28th. I wow. turned tw- I. 21 again, you know yeah. how it is. You love being 21, <laughs> right? You can yep. go back and have that basketball career after all. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so tell me, let's talk a little bit about social media, Ayla. Um, what is your favorite jam on social media? Where do you spend most of your time? What are your favorite platforms that you do? That's a good question. Um, I used to like Facebook the most, and I still am very partial to it because I feel like it reaches the most people, at least in my demographic of fan base and people who have been kind of with me for many years. Um, but I find myself just scrolling the most on Instagram because pictures are so easy to see and then go away. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you just, you know, keep scrolling. Um, I find it hard in general just to keep up with all the platforms. It's not really my forte. I do it because I know I have to, and without it, you know, people can't stay up to date with what I'm doing. And that's why I'm singing and doing this for a living, but people have to know about it, you know? Yeah. I think it's most Um, challenging when you can't stay up with it because it, you know, like all of the social platforms, I I got on like all of them, like I I think it was about a year ago, year and a half ago. And I was trying Mm -hmm. to like, you know, keep up with it. And it just got so insane. I just got rid of everything. But like, I think I'm on like yeah. four, four, three or four. And and that's it, you know, find out what's good for you and yeah, stay exactly. with that because and it's it, exhausting, you know, it's exhausting. And I, I only have so many hours in the day and I, I also want to stay sane. Yeah. We need to write songs. Nature yeah. And, <laughs> right. You know, do what I need to do to, to get by on that aspect, but not overdo it because there is something to be said about you know, over exposure. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm not a professional at this. I'm just a singer who really loves what I do. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens in the next years. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me about your uh, writing process as a a singer songwriter. What do you do to get your songs together? Instrumentally, are you a, are you a, um, instrumentalist in any area of guitar, piano, anything, or just do you do piece it together? Oh, Coda, come here. Is that a woofer? Um, I hear yeah, a woofer. Yeah, a little doggy. Hey, we had a woofer on the show. What's the dog's name? Coda. It's my sister's Coda. dog. Yeah. This house, <laughs> she's in um, veterinary school finishing up her last year. So there's animals everywhere. Oh, nice. Well, we, yeah. we invite animals on the show. Good, good, you know? good. <laughs> um, what I was saying, I do play the guitar. Um, okay. I'm pretty basic in terms of my chords. I know a lot of them, but... You know, you really only need three or four chords to write a good song anyway. So um, I stick with that and I write when I'm motivated and feel some sort of an emotional pull, whether it's really happy or really sad. I've found that I have a a difficult time writing when I'm just kind of existing. Right. 
So I need to, in order for my best songs to come out for me, it's when I'm absolutely happy in love or I'm just like totally heartbroken. Yeah. So, very extreme. That's probably not a good thing, but nothing in between, know. right? Yeah. And I do, of course I write on the in-between days, but, yeah. um, I find like the fastest songs and the most natural that when I do songs by myself are the ones where I'm in a, a polar opposite. Yeah. Yeah. It's that emotional thing when, when you, the floods are coming, you know, when you're just like so full of whatever endorphins are carrying those yeah. emotions, you know, it seems like that everything comes easier, you know? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, I think it's time to play your video. What do you say? Take your name. So why? What's going on with that, Ayla? 
Take your so name. I, I actually wrote this song years ago. I had, um, we were talking about the songwriting process, right? Right. And so I had the title on, on my phone uh, before I lost it. I had all these titles on my phone and I have none of them now. But um, that was one of them that I thought, oh, that would be a cute, like, love song someday if I were to ever write a love song. Right. And three or four years, three years ago, I think it was, I was on my way to visit my sister at this house, the one that I'm in right now. And I was on the plane and I was just going through titles like, hmm, any inspiration anywhere. And I saw that title and I thought, let me try and write something right now. And so I took out like a barf bag and a pen and 30, <laughs> 30 minutes later, I had written, take your name on the plane. And I didn't I had a melody in mind, but I didn't know what chords they were. And so um, I made one lyrical adjustment in the song after that. But really, it was one of those songs that we were talking about where it just totally came out of me very quickly. I was inspired at the time. Um, and then when I, whenever I got back to being near a guitar, I found out what chords that was. That, that they were. And I sent it to the producer that was working with me at the time. And he totally like freaked out in a good way about it. He really liked it. And yeah. so I was listening to a lot of um, Brandy Carlisle at the time where it's very kind of singer songwriter, Americana, yeah. really cool grooves. And so I think because he knew I was obsessed with listening to her at the time, he was like, this sounds totally like Brandy. Let's do it. Let's record it. And a couple weeks later, we had finished the song and I was like, okay, I guess this is going to be a single because it's fun. It's upbeat. It's catchy. It's one of those songs where I, I have high hopes for it to be a wedding reception song. Or yeah. if there's a photographer that's doing like, you know, a wedding tribute video to the bride and groom, I just feel as though it's one of those songs that not only is a love song, but it translates into a wedding one as well. So um, we'll see. It's one of those songs that hasn't really taken off on country radio as much as I wanted it to. But at the same time, I know it's a song that could live forever in that wedding world. Right, right. Awesome. Yeah. I, I love the track. I love the video too. Hey, can you, you share with us um, any funny story, funniest, most unusual thing ever happened to you doing gigs, out at concerts, anything uh, memorable that you want to share with us that you remember? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> That that's such a tough question for me because I feel as though the the places that I've performed at have been incredibly respectful to right. me and my music and my art. You know, I never really did the bar scene gigs, right, um, or the restaurant scene where you know you're setting up your own sound. And I'm learning a lot about that right now because my boyfriend is doing the bar restaurant scenes, right, and right. I'm like, how does he? do this for yeah. three hours. You know, I'm usually going to places where they're sit down in a theater, right? Yeah. And I'm opening up for someone that's really respected and they're all listening to my songs and they clap afterwards and yeah. they buy my merchandise or it's like filled with families and kids where I'm inviting them up on stage to dance. And <laughs> it's a totally different thing. So when I say that there really hasn't been anything crazy that's happened, it's right. really because of that. It's because I, I skipped over a lot of that kind of, uh, 
drunkenness because <laughs> that's usually what live. happens when alcohol is involved there's something yeah for sure you're gonna happen. live a lot longer i think because <laughs> you, we'll you, see <laughs> you can add 10 years to your life Ayla. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and my voice because i'm yeah. not like over singing it so right going crazy um, hey what is no, your, what's your warm-up really. what's your warm-up regimen for uh as a vocalist like what do you do before you go on stage you're gonna be so disappointed i don't do much really? um I hum, like I, I warm up my voice in the morning, especially if I have a really early morning interview or performance. Like tomorrow I have an interview and, and performance at a, a country radio station here up in New York. And like the minute I wake up, I'll just, and like, I'll just, I'll push my, my limit while I'm humming, but I'll never like outwardly sing. Right. And I feel like if I do that and I talk a little bit, to anyone, even if it's myself, I'm warming up, Yeah, you know, the inflections of the voice, you can talk and get like super excited and your voice, you know, you go through all of those things, warming it up. But, um, I'm kind of a a bad student when it comes to (laughs) warming up my, my voice. And I definitely should do more of it. If it works for you, you're, you're doing good. So <laughs> listen, we're, we're at the end already. A life think this went really, really quick. We could go on for like another hour or two, I'm sure. So we may need <laughs> another interview or two. So oh, before thanks. we go, please share, um, your website or where's the best place people can connect with you, purchase your music, your merchandise. Where do we sure. go to find right. Ayla Brown? AylaBrown.com doesn't get any easier than that easier than that it has um, links to the store so if you're interested in any of the music or even physical CDs where I sign and I send them out myself you can find that there and of course I'm on all of the social media platforms um, or at least the main ones so if you're interested you can find me on those too Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of the Dharmic Evolution today. I really had a great time listening to you, your music, sharing your stories, your wisdom, your past, your present, and I'm digging what's happening with your future. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. There is a brand new musical act out on the airwaves called Mercy. It's spiritual. It's the truth unleashed with scripture delivered by Chaplain Christine Mercy, along with drums, guitars, pianos, violins. Behold, it's the brand new album from Mercy, titled I Am Victorious. I'm going home, back to the throne, victorious. It's glorious. I've many rooms in my father's house for all of us. It's glorious. Learn to trust in his name. Just recorded in the Music City on the world-famous Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Download the album or pick up the actual CD copy of I Am Victorious right now on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. And keep your eyes and ears open for the live performance tour of Mercy coming soon. This message is sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Let love in. Mr. Right, matches and gasoline, and take your name. Recognized as a pioneer and entrepreneur, Ayla founded and owns her own record company, Ambient Entertainment. Having a keen eye for business and building mutually successful partnerships, Ayla enjoys outstanding corporate relationships with the likes of Hilton Hotels, Mac Cosmetics, Texas Roadhouse, and New Balance. 
I hope you guys really dug the interview like I did today. This was really awesome having Ayla on the Dharmic Evolution today. Hey, if you have not done so yet, you should head over to the James O'Connor Agency. Lots of artists around the world are starting to check in and take advantage of all of the products this agency is offering them. No matter where you are in your career, we have got your back. Check out our copper plan on the site. Your brand in a 30-second TV and radio commercial broadcast for one month on three to five TV and radio stations run at the same time with a good frequency of one to seven days per week. This package is for local TV and radio stations and will broadcast your brand and your message to over 125,000 people in your area. Here's another gem. Do you need funding for your next album project? Let us connect you to the how to get funded. It's easier than you think. Also, find out what we do for singer-songwriters, musical artists, as well as authors, speakers, and thought leaders. We also want to encourage you to visit dharmicevolution.com. Check out your show and blog profile right now. If you've been on this show, you're now on the site. Ayla is now on the site, and people from around the world are logging in to see and hear all about Ayla Brown and her music. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see on the socials or I'll see you on TV. I remember where I was The first time that I heard your voice Do you remember where you were The first time that you made that choice You're my favorite song You've been stuck in my heart For such a long, long time Or I would bleed to death Your infectious melody Will be with me till my last deep breath But you're my favorite song You've been stuck in my heart For such a long, long time You're my favorite song You got a way of making me feel that you're mine Oh, you know I love a double zero Hey, baby, you're the perfect size for me Oh, and how I love those yellow stilettos You always knew how to annihilate me